Mm-hmm. Welcome to Diary of an Ex-Ho. My name's Sherry Hartman. I'll be your ex-ho. And today's guest is Linda Marcus-Smith. So sit back, enjoy the episode, and remember the old saying, always a bridesmaid when you're a hoe. Hi, guys. I'm Linda Marcus-Smith. Three names, I know. But I'm not a serial killer. Not yet, anyway. I'm originally from Portland, Oregon, and I now live in Las Vegas. So that makes me a trans plant, a transplant. My sexual orientation is straight as an arrow. Sorry. (laughs) It's old school. I know. Not changing teams. Haven't had much luck and I'm not changing teams. Uh, My pronouns, uh, you know, I accept whatever pronoun you have. I'm a she. Sorry again. Kind of boring. What's my status? I don't have any. And uh, am I single, married, that kind of thing? I'm single as all get out. Yeah, I'm single. I've been single since 1908. So I'm single AF. Oh my God, I'm Sherry Hardman and I need you. I do. I need you to subscribe to this podcast. Because I know you're watching it. You like it. It's fun, right? It doesn't hurt you at all to subscribe, but it helps me a lot. So just uh, subscribe. If you've already subscribed, comment. Comment on lots of episodes. Give it the thumbs up. It really makes a difference on whether I can make money off this podcast or whether I got to sit here looking like a raggedy, (laughs) needing a haircut, Wearing a shirt that's not in a flattering color, kind of ho. Oh, so help a girl out. Right. So we always start out on this podcast with uh, a Mary Shag kill. And I try to like uh, adapt it to each individual person. I had a little trouble. I didn't know what to do with you. So I, I finally figured one out. And uh, I'm going to go share my screen right now. So I don't know what this is, but I can wing it. Right. I'll help you through it. It's super easy. Wait, okay. I got to make sure my, I don't want to like show everybody my messages <laughs> that I'm talking shit about people or something. So there we go. <laughs> now, now let me go back and share it. So there's going to be three people. You have to pick which one you want to marry. Which one you want to shag, which one you want to kill. Got it. I know that you have interviewed a lot of comedians and uh, worked with some famous people. So I did the people you know edition. I know that you have met these three people. Oh my God. Because I snooped through your pictures and I, you know. So you got to marry one, shag one, kill one. Go ahead. All right. Marry Tommy Shaw. Okay. Shag means have sex. It did in the 60s. Uh-huh. And that's how they got the name Shag Carpet. Uh, David Tell, I'd love to have him for a night. Okay. <laughs> Preferably that Tommy doesn't find out about. And Adam Hunter, he's always killing. So I think it's his turn to get killed. <laughs> I don't want to right. kill him, but I have to. <laughs> All right. Good choices. That was cool. 
So, uh, would you rather watch or be watched? I would rather watch. I love watching people. My favorite thing to do is to go to the airport and watch people. If I get on the bus, I'm studying the way they get on and off the, you know, like I'm continually, if I put my mind to it, I could be an observational comic. It just bores me. <laughs> I'd rather just watch people to watch. So, you, so if it was, we're talking sex, you still want to watch. Would you, be, <laughs> would you be taking notes or just no? <laughs> well, sex. Hmm. there was a period in a time I don't want to say period because that was a long time ago but I there was a time in my life where I wanted to be watched I was in good shape uh right now I'd rather watch okay um all right when you were a kid what did your parents or whoever raised you call genitals what oh. names up for that yeah, um, I was pre-names. Uh, we didn't have parts and we didn't touch parts. And uh, yeah, we did a lot in secret and explored and found things out on our own. So like had, if your parents were, were going to wash your, like you're taking a bath, they just washed wash it. Wash everywhere. And wash everywhere. You know everywhere. what I mean. Got it. <laughs> All right. Um, were your were your parents good role models for what a relationship should be? Are we allowed to cuss? Yes, we are. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> they were so bad. Oh my god. Okay. First of all, not to bring down the mood, but I'm Jewish, <laughs> and they went through Hitler's downsizing program. You know, the Holocaust. Right. And they were out of their mind, traumatized, and decided to have kids because that makes sense. So they were out to lunch. They couldn't help it. Mm -hmm. They were not good. And they're kind of a role model for sex and relationships. I mean, they would, they were like, when we were in our rooms, we would put a glass up to the wall to hear what they were doing. Were they talking, having sex, or fighting? It was one of the three. And if they were talking, it led to sex, and then it led to fighting. I don't know. I don't understand. Uh -huh. And they cheated on each other. They never came home at night. It was just classic dysfunction. So how do you think that's affected your love life? Well, my mom became a slut, hoe, whatever, after they got divorced. And I know you're. I'm not talking ill of the dead. I'm not. Right. I don't slut change. She just decided that she had put up with enough and she was going to have her fun. And um, so I grew up with all kinds of par sex parties that were going on in the living room while I was in my bedroom through high school. And um, so, you know, like I used to have to literally hopscotch over sex toys from the night before to get out the front door. And so, you know, like, for a long time, it made me celibate. And then, then I got married, that cured that. And then I stayed with that for seven years. And I didn't even know as a kid that I had been manhandled at many of these sex parties and by many relatives. I didn't even know that. 
So I had all these images of my mother going off the rails, having fun and not understanding it. And so I was no fun in bed as a wife. And then when I got divorced, that's when I became a fun slut. <laughs> okay. I couldn't have um, fun in my marriage. I couldn't. But afterwards, I was I, like, wait a minute. I think you're supposed to have fun. Right. Um, when you were a kid, do you remember? Well, you kind of answered this in a way, but um, like when you had like your first sexual awakening like when you just first noticed like wait a minute there's something going on here like you know either in the environment or within your body that was like your first kind of waking up to sex mm -hmm. when was my first time yeah or yeah anything like that i mean well, it's hard because you kind of told that people have been touching you so this is going to have a little different answer but i don't know what does it spark you to think of so many, but my favorite one to tell is, you know, I grew up always wanting to have a horse to, you know, to feed and my parents said no. So I buddied up with a gal in high school, Luann, and uh, she had a horse. And the, so not only did she have a horse, but he had a huge dong, <laughs> you know, so I remember seeing that. Well, yeah, I'd always want to spend the night and wake up to the horse, not because of sex, but just because right. it was a horse. Right. And so uh, I remember being in the top bunk, sleeping in her bedroom, and her parents were better alcoholics than mine. And so they were never around. And I remember being woken up to, to Luann coming into my bedroom, um, fiddling around with my GI spot. And dang, if she didn't find it. Oh. So uh, I knew instinctively she wasn't supposed to be there. And she didn't talk. I was sound asleep waking up to it. So that was my first, very first time where it came at me. Okay. I didn't traumatize me. It actually like, oh, that feels, I don't want to stop this. I didn't <laughs> think about, is it a girl or a boy? Right, right, right. Um. Did you have any uh, celebrity crushes when you were young? So many, so many. Let's see, Barry Manilow. I'm a fan of Lowe as well, yeah. Man, I love him. Uh, Neil Diamond out the gate, oh my gosh. I had to go to like seven of his concerts. I'd follow him up and down the West Coast. Never wow. met him, yeah. Those were my two big crushes. I wasn't into the Beatles at all. That mm -hmm. wasn't my thing. But, so yeah. I noticed that they're both singers. So uh, must be a music lover, but I mean, who isn't, right? Um, any, I like uh, comedians too. I, I, you know, ha I'm only half Jewish. It was my dad, not my mom. So even the Jews don't even think I'm Jewish. But growing up. I was in love with anybody who was a Jewish comedian because my parents were quasi-traumatized Jews, but the comedians, they gave me my Jewish identity. So I had a big crush on David Brenner. Got oh, to meet yes. him. Oh, yes. I love him. I got to meet him. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't spread my legs for him or nothing, but 
I was down at the Golden Nugget, like in the 90s. He was performing and I couldn't afford to go to that. Times were tough. So I decided I would stand in front of this TV VCR combo at the VIP desk and watch the loop of his performance. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching it and watching it like 12 times. All of a sudden, somebody taps me on the shoulder from clear up here. You know that feeling like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. coming. (laughs) And I looked over and he goes, how do you like that guy on the screen? It was David Brenner had been watching me watch him. Uh, that just brings back, like, I remember watching him. I watched all the, like, Merv Griffin and all that stuff and all the old comedians back in the day. Yeah, yes. he was amazing. Yeah. Um, do you remember any, like, mainstream mainstream movies that you've seen that had, like, a good love scene or sex scene or something that always kind of stuck with you? Love scene or sex scene? Well, I come from way back when, so, you know, they had a lot of uh, where you had to use your imagination. Mm-hmm. So I loved the old, I, I didn't love them because they were classier or, or better, but I, I love what you would imagine. Like I always imagined Lucy and Ricky jumping in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> you had to use your imagination. Uh-huh. You know, like, don't they ever put the beds together? I was going to say, didn't they have separate beds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but no like um things got better with films later in life for me um when they started being a little more visual and graphic i loved uh what was that top gun i think that there were some steamy scenes in some of the early tom cruise movies before he became religious mm-hmm so yeah you know i've never seen top gun but you're like the third person that has mentioned that movie so i might have to just go watch it just to see you know yeah in my day if you wanted to see anything that was graphic or sexual you had to either go to national geographic magazines and imagine what this person with 17 rings of gold around her neck was like in the sack Mm -hmm. or or some guy, you know, scantily clad in India, whatever. Or look at the cover of a romance novel or a true detective magazine. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad they have porn. Right. Well, which is what I was going to ask. Do you watch porn? I do. Do you have any uh, specific categories that you uh, enjoy? Yeah. So I was um, manhandled by a babysitter's husband. And I, for some, you know, like I was too young to know it was wrong and it felt good. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to stop it. And so um, his cologne to this day turns me on. He's long gone, but his cologne lingers. Mm-hmm. And so if any, if I get a whiff of that cologne, I'm excited. I can't help it. Right. And so what was the question? <laughs> What's your favorite, your porn category? Old men having sex. Cause he, he was an old guy interested in me and I'm still trying to recall what the hell happened when he took me into the bedroom every day oh. so I now I've become addicted to watching old man to have you know and I'm not a cougar I don't like young men I do like men my age now they're called old so right. it's kind of, no. kind of working out how did yeah I don't know how that happened that like we became old but whatever 
I still feel the same, like inside, right? It's weird. Yeah. Uh, what What's your definition of amazing sex? Um, the cop I dated after my divorce, he handcuffed me and took my hands and shanked me to the bedpost and my back arched and he got just the right slant. Mm. And that's great sex. <laughs> I recommend it. <laughs> you didn't even have to think about that, man. You That just came out. Uh, uh, <laughs> do you do you like as you're getting older do you have you noticed any changes as far as like desire for sex or anything yeah it comes in I hate to say it it comes in spurts <laughs> but uh you know like I'll either be just horny as I'll get out or and eh, I could take it or leave it it's kind of like I I'm bipolar sexually mm-hmm I've noticed the same thing. Like, I'll be like, you know what? If I never have sex again, I don't think I'm even going to care. And then two days later, it's like, I'm going to go wake my husband up in the middle of the night because I can't handle it. It's weird. Um, yeah, in seven years of marriage, I had one climax. And that's because oh. we were in Germany and we went to a sex club and I was turned on. Oh. It wasn't because of him. Wow. How do you handle that? Like... I wish his picture was on the kilt <laughs> instead of Adam Hunter. I love Adam Hunter. Sorry, Adam. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> I know you got to kill somebody on that game. It just that's how it works. How's your body? How's your body image these days? I could become anorexic and bulimic. I'm just too lazy, but my mind is there. Like I remember growing up looking at the circus mirrors that were curvy. And uh -huh. I think that stuck with me that, you know, like, I don't have a good self body image. I don't. In you've general, a, I don't. You've got a nice figure. I don't, you know, like, I don't look. That's why I'm always posting so many pictures, because I think it's hilarious that an old lady is finally getting looked at. Right. Like, I, where you been my whole life? I, you know, like. I got nothing for 72 years and now you want me now that I, now that I have osteoporosis, you want to jump my bones? What's up? <laughs> Might break a hip or something. <laughs> um, do you have any sexual regrets? I do. My one sexual regret is that when I was a slut sleeping with anybody, I got pregnant mm. and I had no way to raise it. So I aborted. So I kind of do regret having needing to go get drunk to get it out of my system that I could I enjoy sex. I couldn't have done it sober. And then when I got pregnant, I had no clue who the husband was and no way to raise it. Yeah. I regret that. Mm -mm. Is there anything left on your sexual bucket list or have you done everything you'd like to do? hell no there's so many good looking men out there as long as they're alive because i'm not into necrophilia but i i would love to bang joe namath once oh how's he looking these days have you seen him lately yeah i mean i you know at some point you're gonna need a paper bag but he's still joe namath you know right 
Right. If not for bragging rights, what have we? <laughs> Maybe we should get on that. Start a, <laughs> start a campaign. Literally. Yeah. Oh uh, what, what, what is your Instagram? Linda Marcus Smith. All right. Well, that was an easy one to remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, what is it with everybody's weird ass Instagram handles? I can't. I, know, I got a weird one, so <laughs> uh, I got Sherry. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you know me really well, or it makes sense, but not everybody does. Uh, okay, so this episode's going to come out. I don't remember if it's going to be the. Either the 14th or the 21st of February. So do you have any shows around that time that you, that you would like to promote? Sure. Let me go to my calendar. Well, March 18th, I'll be at the Laugh Factory in Chicago. Okay. You know people everywhere, don't you? Yeah, because of the interviewing. Like, you know, and then they invite you. Right, because I saw I was going through your pictures and I'm like, oh, I didn't know those two know each other. <laughs> Yeah, and then I'll be in El Paso with Irma Ruiz, Teachers Gone Bad, on March 10th. That's good enough. Okay, great. All, of, New, all of April, I'll be in New York. Okay. Helene um, Witt lets me stay Helene, at her place. I was going to say, with Helene. Um, so now is just your turn to tell me a story, if you any dating, sex, any kind of story you want to tell me, I'll just sit and listen. Okay. So I was married for seven long years. Long. And not only were they long, but there was like, and this isn't my comedy shtick. This is me just talking. In seven long years, one climax. And like I told Sherry earlier, only because he and I went to a German sex club and I was turned on. So, you know, when I got divorced, I just, I don't slut shame anybody because if I did, I would be a hypocrite because when the marriage ended, I had to find out if I could enjoy sex. So I set out on getting drunk. So I'd lower my inhibitions and my legs would spread for anybody. And I was going to dance clubs. That was back when there was, you know, I don't know, Sailing was a big song back in the 80s. Uh, it was like 1980, 81. And so I was meeting people at club, getting drunk and doing, having sex with wild sex. But so that was six months when I was a slut. And I don't say that in a derogatory way. It's a fact. I was slutting around, sowing my wild oats. You know, they talk about men do it. I don't know. I was way before my time like now people go oh i'm a slut oh please you don't even know what a slut is i was anyway so fast forward i'm done being a slut i have a daughter i raise her i spoil her she doesn't talk to me i'm at the gym at uh 24 hour fitness in portland oregon minding my own business trying not to be a slut when a hot black guy Who'd have thought? Walks by me, hot. I mean, he's. I was on the treadmill, and he. I've never said this like this. It's just me talking. He walks by me, and he's so hot. Oh my gosh! And there's mirrors all around the perimeter, so I'm watching the mirrors to see if he's watching me because I think he's hot. He's watching me. 
So he comes back. <laughs> so I'm flirting. You know, the ex-slut's now flirting again, years <laughs> after being a slut. So we're talking and he goes, well, you know, when you get done exercising, maybe we could hang out. And I'm thinking, wow, it's been a long time since, you know, I jumped in the sack with anybody. It's daytime. You probably shouldn't drink during the day, but, you know, whatever. So him and I decide to go hang out. As luck would have it for me, he was an ex-NFL football player with two Super Bowl rings from the New Orleans Saints. Mm. And I know that because he wore his rings to the gym. <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, he wore them probably because he has multiple CTEs. You know, I'm no, I'm no perfection here. I had brain trauma in 1996. So I've got my brain injury. Now we're on a date and he's got his NFL acquired multiple CTEs. Okay, so they don't have a dating site for shit like this. I'm just saying. So here we are trying to see if we're a fit. Is there a match? Hell no. There was no match. Everything he said, I disagreed with. Everything he said, you get the point. <laughs> you know, and so he'd say, oh, let's, he didn't have a car because he had CTEs. And neither did I because I have a brain. So we didn't have transportation. Oh. For eight hours, we walked around Southeast Portland because that's what you do, especially if you have a brain injury mm -hmm. or that. <laughs> and so we were walking around arguing. He needed to go see his shrink. We had to argue about how to get there. He was late. He was mad at me because he was late. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> so the joke I tell on stage is that I had this date. We argued with this NFL guy with two Super Bowl rings. He was a running back for the New Orleans Saints. And after eight hours with me, he went running back for more CTA, CTE concussions. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> I was going to say, after eight hours, like, why did you guys let, make it last eight hours? Why didn't you give up sooner? We should have, but, you know, we're kind of <laughs> slow times two. <laughs> oh. So no love connection there. No. I brought him to comedy. Uh, Tyrone, the guy that does the Black Comedy Festival, I brought him to one of his shows. He wanted to see comedy, so I brought him. And then I left. I ghosted him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's great. Uh, it it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Linda. I are you going to be around, Are you going to be in town like around the Memorial Series of Comedy there, like 18th through the 25th? Oh, uh, February. Then I'll, I'll make sure to make a point to hang yeah. out. Point. Let's go get coffee or pie yeah. or something. Yeah. Okay. Men. Let's get men. We could do that too. Just don't tell my husband. All right. <laughs> it was lovely talking to you again. Thank you so much. Lovely talking to you. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, Sherry.